This is Kansas City Today from KCUR. I'm Nomi Nujia Dean. Today is Monday, September 13th. This is our first episode. Every day we'll cover what you need to know about Kansas City and we'll fill you in on a big story you might have missed. Today, we're talking about Kevin Strickland, a Kansas City man who's been in prison for 43 years. In 1979, he was convicted of murdering three people. But earlier this year, the lead prosecutor from the office that convicted him said he's innocent. And now Strickland's case has been caught in a political fight between Missouri Democrats and Republicans. Do whatever you want with the mic. Okay. Um, And then when you're ready, I'll get your levels. Here, I think I'm set. KCUR's Luke Martin has been covering the case, and he's here to explain what might happen next. Hi, Luke. Hi, Nomeen. So tell me about Kevin Strickland and this case. Of course. His conviction hinged on the eyewitness testimony of a woman named Cynthia Douglas. Uh, Strickland, who is uh, black, was convicted by an all-white jury in Jackson County and sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole for 50 years. Um, as I mentioned, so this happened, you know, in 1979 with an all-white jury. In the more than four decades that Strickland has been in prison, new evidence has emerged from the case. And in 2009, Douglas, that lone eyewitness, recanted her testimony. There was also, you know, there was other things that suggested he was innocent. Uh, The big one here is that there were two other people convicted in the original crime. Both of those people said in court uh, that Strickland was not with them that night and that he wasn't involved in the crime. Uh, And then more recently in a court filing, uh, Prosecutor Gene Peters Baker wrote in, in a court motion that there is no physical evidence actually tying Strickland to the scene of the crime. You know, no fingerprints on the shotgun or anything like that. So the attention around this case really picked up earlier this year. Can you tell me what happened with that? Yeah. So late last year, Strickland's legal team kind of put together all of this new evidence that had emerged. We will be putting on all of the evidence that we believe shows his innocence and the evidence that the prosecutor and others have also reviewed so that the court can see that and make its determination as well. And they handed it over to the Jackson County Prosecutor's Office, and they concluded in May that Strickland was innocent. Since then, though, you've kind of had the governor and the state attorney general uh, have repeatedly cast doubt on Strickland's innocence. And in Missouri, the AG actually has, uh, you know, a pretty big part to play in innocence claims like Strickland's. In fact, he's come out and said in court filings that Kevin Strickland got a fair trial back in 1979. He wrote, quote, for more than 40 years since, Strickland has worked to evade responsibility. How did this become a political issue? Americans really like to think of the justice system as not being influenced by politics or by ideology, uh, whether that's actually the case or not. So here in this case, in Strickland's case, you have this rare instance where the state is kind of facing off against itself with the prosecutor arguing that Mr. Strickland is innocent, that he should be free. Meanwhile, the attorney general is filing emergency motions to delay the hearing. You know, and this is happening days after a new law that's supposed to empower the prosecutor. Um, And this also happened days before Strickland's mother was set to be buried. During an interview with Strickland's family, um, you know, they wondered if maybe there was something personal going on here, you know, trying to explain why the attorney general would continue to force these delays. I don't understand how he's released so many other people and my cousin's still sitting in the same spot 
So red flags have definitely been raised. People are saying that, you know, for the AG to kind of force this delay when his mom's funeral is bearing down, it shows that there's some sort of political malice there that he has and that they are trying to explain away. Kevin was not able to attend that funeral. Uh, this is the third funeral of a loved one that he has missed since he's been behind bars. But, you know, his legal team is sort of looking for, has been looking forward to today because of this recusal hearing that is set for this afternoon. You know, this hearing is not to take up any evidence in the case. Instead, the judge is just considering whether to recuse himself and have the case heard in a different court altogether. And the issue is uh, public comments that were made, allegedly made, by Jackson County's presiding judge. The AG's office has argued that the comments that this presiding judge made uh, show that he is biased in the case and that that bias extends to all the other judges in his court, uh, and that includes the judge who is presiding over Strickland's case. That's kind of the argument that they're making. Baker and Strickland's attorneys have criticized the AG's office for these delays. Um, they have tried to limit the ability of the AG's office to take part. Uh, but multiple times now, the uh, Court of Appeals has kind of stepped in and agreed with the attorney general's arguments. So here we are, you know, looking forward to this um, recusal hearing. A date to hear the actual evidence of the case was set for September 2nd, but the AG's move ha moves have delayed that indefinitely. Interesting. Well, then, uh, how would they handle that? If Would they move it to a different court then? My understanding is that the judge would say either, yes, I need to recuse myself, and then another judge would consider the case. Or, you know, he might decide to recuse the entire 16th district, in which case I don't, we don't really know what would happen, where the case would go after that. The other thing that could happen is that the judge might say, you know, no, I don't need to recuse myself. This is the appropriate venue for this case. In which case, the attorney general's office could appeal that decision to the Western District Court of Appeals. Um, and then they would decide, you know, whether to recuse the Jackson County judge or not. It's very complicated, and it's, it's like there are no real answers yet. We're kind of in this place where it's like anything could happen. The judge maybe won't even have a decision. This is the kind of decision he might wait, you know, just hear evidence or hear arguments on Monday, and then it might be a while before we hear a decision just based on whether or not he should hear the actual evidence. Luke Martin is a reporter at KCUR. Thanks, Luke. My pleasure. This is Kansas City Today. This podcast was produced by Byron Love and edited by Maria Carter. You can hear and read more stories from Kansas City's NPR station at kcur.org or catch us live on the air at 89.3 FM. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.